We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All systems are good. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet. Oh, it is so good to see you. Welcome back to another audio adventure here on Insight. I'm CVV Chris Van Vliet, and it was so great to be back inside Ty Valkyrie and John Morrison's house to do this interview. In person, of course, by the way. Although I just wish it was under different circumstances. I was so happy for Taya when she got signed to WWE, and then less than a year later, she was released. And we get into it a lot during this conversation, but it's really clear that she didn't get a chance to really show what she was capable of in WWE. And if you've seen any of her matches in Impact Wrestling or in Lucha Underground, you know that she is capable of a lot. If you're not following her on social media, it's the Taya Valkyrie. And you can find me at Chris Van Vliet. By the way, a huge thank you to you because my second YouTube channel that I started, CVV Clips, has been exploding lately. I've been posting the most interesting and memorable moments from interviews that we've done, like this one. And it just hit 5 million views this month alone. Not 5 million views total. 5 million views this month alone. So if you listen to the podcast, it would be amazing if you also subscribed on YouTube to CVV Clips. Our fan of the week is Naeem Hussein, who says, awesome show. Love your show. So many great tips. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you. Appreciate you taking the time to leave that review. I read one from Apple Podcasts on every single episode. So if you have an iPhone and if you haven't left a review yet, leave a few words on there. We'll give you a shout out on the show. For free, of course. No Patreon here. No PayPal payment required. A free shout out. So if you're like, hey, you should listen to my podcast. You can put this in your review, by the way. Hey, you can listen to my podcast or subscribe to my YouTube channel. Or, hey, I have this great product. Put it in your review and I'll read it. We'll shout you out on the show. It's that simple. And if you have Spotify, Spotify now has a rating system. So go in there, leave a few stars. And by a few stars, I mean, please leave five stars. It'd be so, so helpful. All right, let's dive into this. Please welcome Taya Valkyrie. Gonna be okay, buddy? He hates high fives. Oh, thank you for inviting me back to Slamtown. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Look at this guy. Everybody knows him. Yes, this I is uh, the infamous... Prince Presley. Prince Presley. Yeah. 
pretzel for short. <laughs> He's such a good boy. Look how happy he is. I know because there's cameras. He's literally a movie dog. He born to be a star. Born to be a star. <laughs> uh, look how happy he is. Yep. Hi. Oh, oh. I thought you might have something to say. I no. guess not. He's a star, but he's silent. <laughs> a silent star. So much has happened since the last time I saw you. My, oh my. Yes, so much has happened. Since the last time we sat right here. Yep, sat yeah. here in my kitchen. Yeah. Like, it was the fall of 2020. Yeah. That really wasn't that long ago, and like so much stuff has happened. <laughs> yeah, well, this was before you were signed with WWE. Yeah. And John had signed with WWE. Yeah, he was already there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll, like so, then not long after that, you did get signed, and here we are. And, and here we are again. <laughs> now you're not. Yeah. I don't know where we begin. The trials and tribulations of being tired. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome back to California. Oh, thank you. I have missed California. I missed California so much. I don't think I realized how much of a West Coast. I mean, I'm born and raised in Victoria. Yeah. So I've always been on the West Coast my whole life, but I didn't realize how much. I love California. Yeah. I'm sorry, Florida, but you were awful to me. So it's not Florida's fault. I'm just going to blame it on Florida. Okay. Well, <laughs> blame it on Florida. It's all Florida's fault. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I lived in Florida for five years as well. Mm-hmm. I, I can understand what you're saying. Florida has good, Florida has bad. Every state has good and bad. Absolutely. 100%. And I think when we went to Florida, California was in a stricter lockdown, 100%. Like, I remember. The first few times we went out in Orlando, I we kind of had like John and I were like, oh my God, like the PTSD of like yeah. <laughs> of having gone through 2020 in Los Angeles. Uh so it was a little bit to get used to because it was just so much more lax than yeah. here. Um, but yeah, it was definitely, definitely different. So let's pick it up from the last time I saw you. So John's working for WWE. Yeah. Does John working for WWE help you kind of get your foot in the door? Um, it didn't help me get my foot in the door. I definitely think that it helped me make the decision that I made Mm. to go there because once he left impact, I was like, kind of like, Oh my God, because we'd been working together for, you know, several years and and several different promotions. So the idea of us being able to be together again was a huge influence on my decision to sign with WWE. Um, it was a very long process. It's a very stressful process. I don't know if people know that, but it's like a lengthy, like several, months of, you know, paperwork and background checks and medical things and, you know, all this kind of stuff all while you're trying to figure out, like, am I going to get this job or not? You know? So once everything happened, it was just like, okay, like we're doing it. And this is the, that was like the huge motivator. It was for John and I to be together yeah, and working for the same company. And I'm guessing that those, uh, those things don't happen when you're signing with other companies, all the, the months of paperwork and medicals and all that I've stuff. I've never gone through that before. Yeah. Uh, at Lucha Underground, we had to do like a lot of medical testing, um, for them. That's probably because of the TV network. A hundred percent because yeah. it was run like a TV show and just like liabilities and things like that. Um, but yeah, that was the first time that I've gone through that level of, uh, you know, if there's a skeleton out there, they're going to find it. <laughs> <laughs> but I imagine, you know, every kid grows up watching WWF, WWE. It's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, like they want me. This is exciting. It was very exciting. And, uh, I mean, 
I wanted to go there forever. I mean, that's why you start wrestling. That's you fall in love with the superstars that, that you see as a kid or as a teenager or whatever yeah. it is, right? So for me, it was always like, I just want to be like Trish Stratus, Canadian icon Trish Stratus and Lita and Victoria. And like I've touched on before, like that's the whole reason I got into fitness competition was because I wanted to be like them. Yeah. So at a certain point in my career, I kind of thought that I wasn't going to get signed because I wasn't, you know, I just wasn't what I thought that they liked. And that's just me being critical of myself. I also wasn't 25 years old. Like, there's a bunch of stuff. And then, as time went on, people like Oz Cabra was hired, Shayna Baszler, Mercedes Martinez, seeing Tamina and, you know, Natalia on the main roster killing it and winning championships still. And it, it was like, maybe this is a possibility. Yeah. You know? And you had made such a name for yourself, Yeah, too. of course. Like, yeah. I'm a multi-time world champion in AAA, you know, a longest reigning knockouts champion, for Impact Wrestling. Keep going. I, I love You it. know, I was on three seasons of Blue Underground. I'm a main eventer on all of those platforms. Yeah. <laughs> you know, put some respect on my name, folks. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, so it was like a really cool, like kind of like, okay, like I'm going to give this a go. Holy shit. Like. Yeah. It's happening. It's happening. And like I said in some inner, like when I first was there, I said in an interview, like that I reminded me of like feeling how in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when he gets the golden ticket. Like that's the way I thought about it. I actually bought myself the book when I got signed to remind myself of how I felt in that moment. I love that. Still have it. Yeah. I sometimes have to look at it <laughs> because it was such a like a big deal for me. Yeah. Um, I don't come from wrestling. Like I said, like it was just years, like 12 years of, you know, and everyone says like blood, sweat, tears and hard work, but it seriously was like, I've, was so poor at certain times. I didn't have the support of a lot of people. I've just really had to carve my own path. And yeah. so the opportunity to go there, I was like, okay. And that's a lot of people say like, well, you should have known better. You know what I mean? And it's like, but it wasn't about that. It was about like, do I go and do this and at least try? Or do I spend my whole life like wondering what if kind of thing. And you had also seen that John had gone there and been very successful. Of course. Like I, yeah. he's my husband. Like I, and I just like any job, there's going to be good stuff. There's gonna be bad stuff, whatever. I was prepared for that. Yeah. Don't know if I was prepared to the level that I had, like of what happened, but I was definitely like, okay, I'm at least going to, I'm going to try, you know, like, yeah. and they were super good to me when I first got there. They treated me like Ty of Valkyrie. Like they were very like protective of me. That's why like, I don't know if you look back on, they were doing like the women's uh, tag title announcement. Yeah. I'm actually on the stage there, but I was told to not look at the camera because they wanted me to be part of it, but they didn't want me to be seen because I hadn't been like, uh, I hadn't debuted yet. Yeah. Okay. So I was part of it. You see like the back of my head, like twice. Very recognizable back <laughs> of the head. Yeah, I know. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so they were like, Sean Michaels and Triple H were like super good to me. And like, I started you know, working with Sarah Motto and the girls in the girls class and, uh, you know, training in the weight room with Sean Hayes, Sean Hayes, shout out Sean Hayes. He's the bomb. He was one of like my favorite people while I was there. Um, and yeah, things started, you know, going on and going on and like, you know, WrestleMania weekend came and Presley debuted on NXT before me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was, everything was like good. Like I was, it was hard. It was definitely like, okay, like, this is a totally different kind of situation that I've ever had and been in before. But if I survived, you know, all the drills and all the, you know, hours that I've spent in this kind of like environment in other places, I'm sure I can do it here. And that's what I did. Yeah, I did yeah. abs. I went to extra, extra ring time. I was training every day. I was doing promo classes. I was 
you know, pitching ideas and having creative meetings and like Road Dog and I would sit down and talk about stuff for like hours. And I would just like, you know, have all these, I would have color charts. I would have movie references. I would have, like, I think about this stuff so much because I just care and I just love it so much. So things were like really good. And, and you know, as you could see what happened as like, as time went on and then like 2.0 came about. And I feel like that is when a really big change. And happened. that's when Triple H wasn't there every single day. Yes. Um, it was, it was like night and day. Mm. It was a very obvious change of energy and obvious just feeling because we were hearing like all sorts of like rumors about what they were looking for compared to, you know, last week. <laughs> and I was like very confused. And I was like, what is like, what, what, what is going on? Kind of thing. And it you know? only been a few months at that point. Yeah. Like, so this was like in the summer. Yeah. So. And you debuted in February. It was like March, March, April. Um, so yeah, it was just so weird. It was like, yeah. and I could, well, I guess I, announced in February. Yeah, yeah. Announced in February. Um, it was just like the most confusing experience of like my entire life and having worked, like I said, everywhere, I was just left like, what is going on? Kind of Yeah. Thing. And then you're like, do you feel like every single day you're then walking on eggshells? A hundred percent. I think everybody, everybody was, yeah. uh, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I can also say that like the energy definitely shifted. You know, we were hearing rumors all the time about, you know they're going to be firing people this week. And then now the whole week, everyone's like, you know, scared, basically. I don't know how else yeah. to say it, yeah. but we're all like busting our asses. You know what I mean? Like everybody is there. Like, um, you know, I ended up training with Carino and the boys in the tag class. And I mean, I loved training with MSK and training, training with Imperium and like all those guys. Cause it, they're pushing me and they're making me do different stuff. And like, it's just really cool to like, you know, grizzled young veterans and like just learning from different people from different walks of life and different paths. And everything was like good. Everyone was working like really, really hard, yeah. but it just the shift of how they wanted 2.0 to be like literally changed from like one day to the next. Mm. So, and I feel like it just made everybody just being like, Oh my, like, and holding I, your breath almost. And I think there's thing. also been people saying that like, if you were a Triple H hire or a Triple H project in 2.0, like they just didn't want to do anything with you. I mean, I don't, like no one ever said that to me or confirmed any of that. that like, I just, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I just can't even like, I don't know. It's just, all I can say is it's like really confusing. And I tried to make sense of it for a really long time. Yeah. And I was really angry as we all know. Uh, but you can't make sense of something that makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I worked all I can do is say is that I worked very hard. I gave everything I could just like I've done and I don't want to cry. Oh god. Like everywhere I've worked before and it was very confusing and I just didn't know like I felt like I did something wrong and I Well, that's obviously not the case. Yeah, it's sorry. because <laughs> no, it's I completely understand yeah. because you know this has happened to dozens, hundreds of people yeah. over the last year. And it must be so difficult to not take it personally. Well, yeah. And I'm, it, it has nothing to do with it. I know. And it. I'm a sensitive person. <laughs> <laughs> so when everything went down, it was like really confusing and heartbreaking for me because I felt like I let everybody down. Yeah. But it's not on you at all. Yeah. And I guess it must have been so difficult because John's then still working there at yeah. the time. Yeah. And John was, weeks. um, 
on tour in the UK when this happened. Thank God. My friend Heather Monroe, <laughs> shout out to Heather, had picked me up to go shopping when I got the call. Oh, um, wow. So thank God I was with her. Uh, uh, sorry. So it was really hard because it was confusing and I felt like I let everybody down and I felt like I was like representing the over 30 women that are still badasses and look good and do their job yeah, and are and passionate can and can work. Yeah. And I just felt like I let everybody down. And I know I'm putting that on myself and my mom has told me that, but it's been really rough. I'm hashing all this out again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I now like know that I did nothing wrong. Presley, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, Presley's here for you. Are you there? Yeah. Well, thank you. Oh. Um, <laughs> I know I didn't do anything wrong. It just sucks. It just sucks. Yeah. I don't know. It just sucks when you're, meet your heroes and you work at the place you've dreamed of working forever. And then it's something that's so out of your control. Like, and you also think that you're going to be the exception. You've seen I, so many other people come there and get let go and you're like, but it's going to be different. It's going to be different for me. Yeah. And I just think that I just had to like, cause I know myself, if I had not gone there, I would have regretted it. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. So yeah. you can't regret or, on you like I don't regret going there. I just think that uh you just was, wish it that it had been handled differently. Handled differently. I wish I'd even been given a chance. Like yeah. I don't know. So yeah. <laughs> when when you first went there, yeah. First of all, I'm so sorry that this and this is why I reached out to you when you first got yeah. let go. I was like, this just sucks. It just sucks. I don't know what else to say. It was just like really horrible and like I still made like really cool friends and got to work with people that I probably would have never been able to work with. And, you know, shout out to all the coaches that, you know, had, I had the opportunity to learn from yeah, yeah. and like the creative team and road dog and the writers and, you know, William Regal and all these people that like really did, um, help me. Yeah. So. So my first hello fresh box just arrived and I am loving this. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and delicious seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. The recipes are so easy to follow, they're quick to make, they even have pictures to guide you along the way. And hey, if I can do it, you can do it too. They offer 50 weekly recipes featuring a range of flavors, cuisines, and ingredients, so you'll never get bored and you can try something new every week. I'm subscribed to the Fit and Wholesome box, and man, that crispy Parmesan chicken that my girlfriend Rachel and I whipped up, so good. Also, the pecan-crusted chicken. Also, do you say pecan or pecan? Pecan-crusted chicken, pecan-crusted chicken, either way, amazing. And it saved a ton of money for something that tasted just as good as going to a restaurant. And we did it in about 30 minutes, sometimes less. Go to hellofresh.com slash insight16 and use the code insight16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's hellofresh.com slash insight16. Use that code insight16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you first went there, was there ever any talk of you being Ty Valkyrie? Yeah. Well, there, just like any time. Um, Would you like me to get you a tissue, by yes. the way? <laughs> One second. <laughs> you just sit right there. How about a yeah, a, a, a fancy paper towel. There we go. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Ty Valkyrie is crying. Um, this is real. Yeah. Okay. And I think that it's they, WWE doesn't even announce the releases anymore. It's all going through Fightful. Like it, oh. that's, that's so strange to me that WWE is not even acknowledging that the person that we put this time and effort into does not work here anymore. Yeah, I, I didn't even notice because I was <laughs> so a little distracted when all this well, stuff. Yeah. Uh, so what were you saying? So you went in. Taya, yes. Yeah, and that's who people um, know. Yeah, so immediately, because like I immediately had like creative meetings and stuff. And Road Dog and, and me are hashing out like who this character is going to be. And like they really like loved everything that I came with. They like, there was like little tiny like differences. Like they didn't want me wearing a fur coat because the reason was that we were in Florida and I was, <laughs> and I was like, okay, whatever. I don't have to wear a fur coat. And, uh, but then I like, you know, I discovered this new seamstress out of Chicago who made me all my beautiful tool coats, uh, that I wear. And so it's just like, I was kind of just wanted to, I did want to evolve. Um, without going so far that people didn't recognize who I was. That yeah. makes sense. Um, so the hair got longer, the jackets got longer <laughs> and bigger. But then did they go, we, we don't need to name you. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. We need to name you. And so there, there was a, you were going to be Taya for a while. No, they like, everyone was calling me Taya at the PC because like, obviously I know everybody, yeah. so many of my friends are there. Uh, no one even calls me by my first name ever. Um, <laughs> And then they just were like, hey, what is your, we're going to go through some names. They send you like these lists of names and you can kind of go through them and stuff and then make suggestions and things. Um, and man, did I try to at least keep Taya. Yeah. Uh, Valkyrie, they didn't want me using because there's the Valkyrie that works for NXT UK. But Taya, I like tried really, really hard. I'm sure somewhere in a book there's some mis- ridiculous names on 
<laughs> to an email. So yeah, it just kind of started the the you know week to week kind of thing of like going back and forth with the names. And they're just saying because we don't own this IP, you got to have a new name. I I mean, no one ever really even said that to me. My theory though was that I had been tied on three different television programs, and there's merchandise and things out there of me and they just wanted to have something new, which I totally understand. And from a business perspective, it actually makes sense. I think though, then you can see the flip side of the coin. There's lots of people they've brought in who got to keep their Absolutely. Names. So I think that like, it, just like I said, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. So I tried really hard, but um, yeah, ultimately I did not win this battle. <laughs> How did you become Frankie? Well, Frankie was a name that I picked because I've always liked kind of the androgynous names and names that are kind of like could be used for a boy or girl. Yeah. Um, and I remember watching the Stigmata movie and her name was Francesca in it, yeah. but they called her Frankie and I always thought that was really cute. Yeah. I know it's like a horrible, like <laughs> no. crazy movie. No, but the love that you and John have for films is deep. Yeah, deep. I love it. So technically, I guess you could say I was Francesca, but <laughs> yeah, no, Frankie comes from that. And then I didn't want it with an IE because I thought that that was too normal. <laughs> so you got to choose that. I got to choose the spelling. And then Monet was a name that I came up with um, because I was just trying to think of like artists. I started like, you know, I when I was growing up, my dad's from Switzerland. So we would travel to Europe all the time. And he would take me and my sister to see all the galleries everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. So that was kind of where the idea came from, was like to pick something from the art world. So that's why I picked Monet. How similar do you think Taya is to Frankie? Uh, I think they're extremely similar. I feel like they'd be best friends. I just think Frankie had more money. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I just think that she was just like a zhuzhed, a more zhuzhed version of Taya. But with that said, the new version of Taya that I am evolving into now is an even zhuzhier version of Taya into Frankie into Taya. Yes. So what's next for Taya now? Oh my God. So many things. It's been like, I was like really kind of scared and anxious coming back to the Indies and I have no idea why. Like I'd been doing that for so long. I just feel like I was, because like how I expressed, like how I was like, I'm like embarrassed or I felt like I let people down. I thought that people were going to be like, I don't know. Like I was putting it in my own head. You know, it's like, yeah. it's really hard mentally to go through some of this kind of stuff. So and I'm already like an anxious person. So I'm thinking people are going to be like, oh, there's the girl. Yeah. Like fired. that's literally like I was, I was putting things in my head that I thought that this was going to happen. Look, Ty, everyone has been fired from WWE, <laughs> unless you're the undertaker. I know. I know. But it was just like really, uh, I don't know. I was just very anxious and didn't know what to expect, especially yeah. because when I went to WWE, it was after, right after the whole 2020 of pandemics when I didn't work a single indie for yeah. a year and I was only, you know, working for doing the impact TV tapings. So it'd been two years basically since I had been around fans, spoken to fans. Cause at NXT, you don't really have any fan interaction at all. Yeah. And you're, you know, in the CWC every day. And so it was just, uh, it was just different. And so I didn't know, I was like, Oh my God, are they going to like, do they like me? Do they hate me? And then also I will touch on this is like the negative backlash that I got made me even more anxious. So when I got released, people were sympathetic and felt bad for me. And then two weeks later, when they decided to release my husband, I was mad. Like I was sad and then I was mad. And then I said what I said because I was upset. I mean, I'm standing up for my husband. Like 
part of me was like, not like, why? Like, okay, fine, fire me, but like, don't fire John. John yeah. Morrison, really? Like, why? Um, and so we, I was just like really upset. So I, you know, I was threatened online. I was told to kill myself. I was, uh, every horrible thing you could think of, I was told because I stood up for my husband. That's awful. Um, wow. And so it's just like, a, and so I was very anxious, as you could tell, uh, you know, being around fans again. Um, but it has been nothing but a positive experience. So thank you. <laughs> Those fans need to go give themselves a look in the mirror and like, just, that's It's ridiculous. not okay. It's no, not okay. That's, that's not okay to say to anybody. No. And, you know, I don't need to, we're already going through a lot of stuff. The world is like tough as it is, the time we're living in, you know, we were released before the holidays. It was really hard and very, so many unknowns and moving back to California and like, just like a lot. There's a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, you had a life in Florida. Yeah. And friends and yeah. a routine and my dogs are there, you know, like all these kinds of things. So it's, it's a very traumatizing kind of thing. Um, well, what people unfortunately don't see is they just see a headline or a tweet. Yeah. Like here's the people who've been released. They don't like understand you just lost your job. Like yeah, your lively, <laughs> your dream job. Like, I don't think that they realize that like, this is more than just a line or a tweet. This mm. is your life. Yes. This is my life. It's mine and John's life. Yeah. And when you're attacking us because we're sad or upset about losing our jobs. Like, I wonder how you feel when you lose your job. Like that's, you know, nobody's happy about that. So I think that people took it like, and they're the, what, I don't know what it's called. The internet wrestling, whatever. The IWC. Yeah. The IWC need to really take a good look at themselves because yeah. Yeah. And I can understand why so many wrestlers don't want to be on Twitter. Twitter's the worst. Twitter is, Twitter is, Twitter the is literally worst. the worst. I like, I really enjoy Instagram and I feel like it's fun and you can like really brand yourself. You can be creative. You can make, you know, post whatever you want kind of thing. And I feel like Twitter is just like, oh my God. Yeah. Like the bottom of the barrel of like. And no matter what you no say ma on like, Twitter. Yeah. They could be like, pizza is amazing. It's delicious. And yeah. people are like, really? So you- Disgusting. Yeah. Why do you like pizza? Ew, maybe you shouldn't eat so much pizza. You're fat. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, like I just like pepperoni. You, how can you disagree with pizza? <laughs> and that's, that's basically what it is. Yeah, oh. absolutely. It's, it's like insane to me. I would think that you would have never guessed that John would be released with what with, no. with what him and Miz had going on at the yeah. time. There was a lot of eyes on them. They had a storyline that seemed to be Yeah, and Miz had just was, you know, just gotten off dancing with the stars. He like had done really well. Yeah. And he was supposed to be coming back like the, the week. Johnny after. Drip Drip was his great thing. You know, everyone had dripstick t-shirts. <laughs> it's great. No, like I just like that's the thing. And like I, I told you prior to this interview, like People are like, you had to have known, you had to have known. I'm like, no, like five days before I was released, we put an offer on a house in Florida. You know, like this was this next step of us being more permanent there because none of, neither of us saw this coming at all. And I think that that's where like the emotions and things like that come from too, is because you're, you you have this idea that this is your job and yeah, you're going to yeah. do your, your, you have to plan your future. And like, what does our future look like? Well, we have now it's like, at the time, I was like, oh, my God. Ah, like, you know what I mean? But uh, now I'm just excited about the future. And well, that's that's good. Because, yeah, going back like going back to what we were saying, like going back onto the indies, having these meet and greets and well, just, feeling that love from the fans. Yes. Some of you are freaking amazing. Most, most of you. Most. 95% of fans. More, more. 98? Yeah, maybe. 
But yeah, no, everyone was, has been like so good. And like I, the, my first wrestling match back was versus Thunder Rosa at the Twitch Sicky Dice, uh, Atlantis Paradise show, yep. which was great. And I love Zicky. Oh, he's awesome. That guy is just a ball of energy. A hundred percent all the time. Wears a lot of pink neon. <laughs> love it. He Shout was, out. He's the front man <laughs> of a pop punk band. Love it. Yeah. I just love it. So he was like any, you know what? He was the first person like promoter wise that that like I spoke to so I because I was just like overwhelmed by like everything I didn't answer emails for like a week because I was just like I don't even uh, like I don't want to deal with it kind of thing yeah. but um he was the first one that reached out to me and he's like can I on Twitter or whatever and he's like can I can I call you or text you or whatever I want to talk to you about something and he called me it was great conversation I like don't even remember if we'd met in person. Like we just knew of each other kind of thing. And he yeah. wanted to bring me on for this show. So it was the perfect energy yeah. that I needed for my my first show back. With so. your legacy in impact wrestling, that seems like a, <laughs> a that seems like a place where you should be. I mean, I have nothing but love for everybody at Impact the whole entire time. I was, you know, in in WWE. The knockouts FaceTime me on a regular basis. We're all they were all at my birthday party in Vegas. We're all still extremely close. We all have been very supportive of each other uh, through the last year and, and will continue to be. Um, I have nothing but love for everybody over there. I think that what they've been doing has been really special and it's really fun to like see new faces and see the new kind of matches and just like how everybody's elevated their game. Yeah, and so. if, everybody, if anybody's a lapsed TNA fan or a lapsed Impact fan, like go check out what's going on there mm -hmm. now. Like these Absolutely. TJP and Josh Alexander recently, unbelievable. Josh is like insane and so is TJP. So I mean, look at that. Like it's just, there's, and there's, they're always bringing in new faces and stuff and like ROH kind of invaded Impact recently. So there's, there's lots of fun things for people to check out for sure. You've also got a lot of friends at AEW. Yes. I, I think that if you went into AEW, you would make such a big splash so quickly. Aww, thank you. Yeah. I, it's, it's nice to know that I have these kind of communities everywhere. My chosen Lucha Libre families, I like to call them, uh, you know, like Phoenix and Pentagon were Phoenix, I think was probably the first person to call me when I got released. And I was just sobbing on the phone. <laughs> He's like, I can't understand you. What's going on? Uh, but no, like they've just always been super supportive of everything. And, you know, I obviously my first appearance post WWE was at their show or at their store, sorry, Republic of Lucha here in Los Angeles for their Christmas, uh, little party thing, which was really fun. Um, and obviously there's, you know, Serena D was over there. Thunder Rosa is over there. Uh, there's just tons of also people that I've never wrestled before, which would be super, super fun. There's tons of people that John, I know would kill having matches with. I mean, there's intergender, uh, things that need to happen here. Britt Baker, Adam Cole, <laughs> I'm waiting. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just think that there's there's plenty of people around the world and 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 these different companies and even smaller ones and GC, you know, GCW is doing crazy stuff and MLW is doing stuff. Like it's it's mm, what very a, What about Matt and Chelsea? Oh, Matt and Chelsea, they you know, we have their number as well. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys, but we're taking you to slam. <laughs> There's a lot of, as you're saying this, there's a lot of couples in wrestling that I can think of off the top of my One, head. Yeah, totally. There's tons. Uh, you know, what if Sue Young and Rich Rich Swan? Like, that would be Keith a dynamic. Lee. Keith Lee and Mia Yim. Uh, who else we got? Gia and Austin. 
Ace Austin. Uh, we got. Keep going. This I is, know. Okay. This is like now, a you're, trivia now, game you're gonna, now And if I'm gonna forget someone, they're gonna uh, be so yeah. mad. Oh, we got Renee and uh, Rockstar Spud. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Renee and John Moxley. Well, we got oh. that. Too. We got that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh God, that's a lot. We've that just, a lot? Yeah, there's a lot. That's like six, I think we just listed there. There is, yeah, and I also just really, really, really. Oh, there's Miz and Maurice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're just listing like Seth and Becky. Yeah, what else have we got? Yeah, <laughs> that one probably won't happen. Yeah, right those now. aren't happening anytime soon. <laughs> um, but I really, really want to wrestle John. You have wrestled. I have wrestled. Yeah, him once before. Where would you want to wrestle John? I don't know. Mexico? Why can't I just do it here? <laughs> you can you can wrestle him wherever you want. Yeah, but that's also like it's one of my on our and we've both talked about GCW? it. GCW? I I would think that I me and John would do, you know, it would be awesome. PWG's still running here, right? Yes. They normally don't put women on their show unfortunately, which should change. Hello, it's 2022. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of possibilities. Yeah. For you. So I definitely know I want to wrestle Wrestle John. I mean, there's just so many people that I'm excited to like, like I still have not wrestled Chelsea Green. I was in her wedding party. Haven't wrestled Chelsea Green. Somebody well, explain to me how that even like. You should have started in the <laughs> wedding party. Should have started. Started the angle. Yeah. <laughs> should have like hit her with the bouquet. Yeah. No, she just looked too pretty. So <laughs> Congrats to them. By yes. The way. Best wedding ever. So fun. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I just think that when you look at people like Chelsea and Matt and what they've accomplished, mm-hmm. it's like, man, the sky's the limit. Oh, yeah. And like, I, and that's the thing. Like, yes, everything that happened to me is sad and it sucks. And I'm just like at a point now that I'm like moving on from that. I've hacked, you know, hashed it up to a chapter in my life, a very short chapter, but still a chapter in my life and in my career. Um, I'll forever be able to have that on my resume. Yeah. And um, I'm just ready to move on. And I'm ready to, you know, conquer new mountains. I conquered that mountain. I've yeah. conquered many before. I mean, I was fine before. So It sure seemed like you were about to win the NXT Women's Championship, or at least in line to do that. You know what? Why do you got to say something? Because <laughs> I wanted you to be like, well, actually, Chris, I was about to win it. No. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Raquel's awesome also, by the way. She's she's very she's very good. She's such a sweet girl too. Lots of, very talented. Is there anything you learned from your time in NXT that you now think you'll take into the matches you have in the future? Um definitely uh like some of the psychology stuff because I was so fluent in lucha libre style. It was interesting for me to just have like this kind of more um a better understanding. I mean, I always knew, you know, regular pro wrestling psychology, but I think that they are so particular about the way that they want things and that I definitely learned some, some stuff there of a hundred percent. And also just taking my time, not rushing things. I feel like my selling improved a lot because, you know, just make everything bigger. 
Um, so of course I took stuff from there. You, you played, if anything, they just did me a favor because they just polished me up for somebody well, that's else. The thing. You, so. <laughs> you played to cameras before in the past, but I imagine there it's it's much more of like, okay, you're in a headlock. Make sure to know that the camera's there. The camera's there. Well, I mean, that's kind of that's a given with television and having done TV for so long. I felt like I was like, I'm very good at. That's one thing I'm very very good at is you know finding my cameras, knowing where the hard cam is, um, knowing how to work TV. Um, but there it's just more meticulous, definitely. Um, and there's just like more cameras yeah. and things like that. But overall, like, yeah, there's just like, they, like I said, I think maybe they did me a favor. Well, they clearly. Just, they just polished me up and, and now I'm ready you, to. Uh, it's brought you to where you are right now. Yeah. Sitting here with you yeah. in Slamtown. That's it. In Slamtown. <laughs> How's the business? Good. Um, actually, I'm glad you brought that up. So I continued doing it throughout last year and I had help obviously here because we were living in the in an apartment in Orlando. Um, you should have moved your LLC to Florida for tax purposes. Uh, <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I th- we're coming up on our two-year anniversary in like Congrats. May. And so I'm really going to be taking the next couple months um, just preparing a launch for this the two-year anniversary. And, and like, for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, this is Loca by Taya Valkyrie. Loca by Taya Valkyrie at tayavalkyrie.com. And it's your clothing it's, line. It's my clothing line. And I've been doing it for two years almost. And so, yeah, I'm really just kind of almost create like rebirth of Loca by Taya Valkyrie and like shine her up and, you know, build the website up, like change the website and just do some things like that that I really wanted to do last year. I just didn't have the time. Yeah. Um, and just kind of take back my business and, and really – you know, move forward with it. Yeah. I enjoy fashion and clothes and as you, as you guys, know, obviously, if you, if you come on, that. but, uh, yeah, it's just like part of my life and I just really enjoy it. It makes me happy. So, um, I'm just going to get more hands on yeah. in this next, next year. So you and I are the exact same age. Yeah. We're 25. That's right. Yeah. And <laughs> as I think about a milestone, that's not too far away. For both of us. Uh, 26. That's right. <laughs> 26. I think about like, oh my gosh, like that's that seems like a big number. Uh, do you think about that? Um, You know, I never, ever, ever thought about age at all until it was brought to my attention. They actually brought it to your attention? Well, I mean, social media brought it to my attention because they, nobody ever told me like, Oh, you're 38, you're old now, or anything like that. No, no, it was never a conversation. I was hired when I was like 36, turning 37. You yeah. know what I mean? So they already knew what they and were you getting. You look great. Oh my God, thank you. Mm. Um, <laughs> I know. So the age thing, and also, like I said before, all these women who had been hired and had done all these wonderful things, you know, being accepted for their their talent and not just a number on a page. Because if a, if a man was 36 or 37 or 38, no one would say anything. Let's be, let's be honest here. Unfortunately, that is just the world that we live in. And so people started kind of picking on me again on Twitter uh, about my age. And I was just like, I've never thought about my age. I don't, I don't know what 38 is supposed to feel like. I don't even know what 38 is supposed to look like. I'm just me. And I am able to do my job better than, you know, a 25 year old. I have 12 years of experience. You know, I think it's Bret Hart that said it takes 10 years of experience to become a main eventer. That makes sense. Bitch, I'm a main eventer. (laughs) Uh, but you know what I mean? I think it's Bret Hart. John gave me that quote. So. I like that. Well, yeah, that kind of sounds like the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours 100%. thing. percent. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I was never ever brought to my, it was never something I thought about because I'm just me and I just live my life. And as long as I know that I'm doing my job really great and I still have passion for my job every single day, 
Uh, I still love the arts and creating magic and creating moments for the fans and all these, these wonderful things and traveling and all the, the woes that come along with, you know, the professional wrestling business. Yeah. Um, I don't think about it. And everybody at the PC thought I was 28. <laughs> then you're 28. That's all that like, matters. There are some girls, I'm not going to call them out, but there are some girls that would come up to me all the time and talk to me about like a song that was playing and like, remember like five years ago, like when in high school, this song was popular and I was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it never, it never came up. No one said anything. And then like, so when it was like all of a sudden, like, you know, with the weird rumors that came out about how, what 2.0 was going to be and all this kind of stuff, all of a sudden my age was to the internet an issue. And I mm. was like, you guys didn't even know how old I was. Well, perception's reality, right? <laughs> yeah, I did. I don't know. I just don't even really think about it. I live my life every day the same way I would if I was, you know, twenty five, but just with more responsibilities. <laughs> I, I and I'm the same. And I don't. I, yeah, like, what does that even mean? Well, like, I think it's that the only reason I ask this is because when we were kids, I remember my parents being this our age. age. Yeah. I remember going to my dad's surprise 40th birthday. I remember party. going to my dad's 40th birthday too. <laughs> and there was a cake with a hill on it. And it was like, you're over the hill. And I'm like, what's that mean? Yeah. And he's trying to explain to me that like, oh, that means I'm old. I'm like, you're not old. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what, eight at the time or something like that. Yeah. And I'm thinking like now as I approach that, I'm like, there's nothing I can't do at 38 that I couldn't do at 28 or 18. Yes. I actually like, I think that if I had gotten into wrestling, like as a 20 year old or something, like, I don't think I was mentally prepared for that business. You know what I mean? I think that starting later, like I started when I was 26. So starting at 26 years old, I was just mentally more prepared and, you know, it's, it's, it, this is a really hard business to be in. And oh, yeah. I just know that I just don't think I could, would have been able to handle it at that age. And I feel like I am probably a better person, a better wrestler. I'm just more responsible with what I do and, and everything compared to having, say I got signed when I was 20 years old. So yeah, I don't know. I don't think that there's anything negative with being my age. I feel like I said, like I'm 25. I don't even know what 38 is supposed to look like. I certainly don't look like a lot of 38 year olds. Yeah. Neither, <laughs> neither do you. You're like a, look at a baby face over you here. You and John, you know, like. Well, John, John is Benjamin Button. Okay. Was, He's aging backwards. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Jeez. What is he like? Is he, is he a vampire? I mean, maybe. Are you? I'm an X-Men. I always say I'm an X-Men. <laughs> I'm an X-Men. It's just the way that it is. Yeah. I, I just think that what's in front of you is way more exciting than what's behind you. Absolutely. And like my, I never want to like forget or regret things that happened to me. And like my road has been very hard, but also has like had so many wonderful triumphs. So, um, I'm just looking forward to like what's next, where I want to go, what I want to do, doing more TV projects and getting back involved in TV and film and writing more movies with John and, continuing to be creative with my clothing line and creating content and collaborating with all sorts of really cool individuals. I live in freaking I live in Los Angeles, California. Like it's a dream. Um, and I'm just happy to be home in our house. Yeah. Um, feel like my feet are on the ground again. And I feel like, although me crying earlier is not a good sign of this, but I do feel like my me I'm mentally in like a much better place. You had to get it out. I get yeah, it. I got it out for you guys. So. If you want to, if you're a creative person, there's yeah. no better place in the world to live than, than Los here. Angeles. Yeah.
Like whether that's in fashion or movies or music or whatever, Mm -hmm. the best of the best are here. Absolutely. Um, it's just magical. I don't know. Like, I didn't grow up here. We're from Canada. Yeah, we're from Come Canada. On, we're just two us. Canadians hey. living in LA. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> but like, as you're a kid, I just like, don't you remember being like, oh, like California, Los Angeles, that's like where the magic is. Every that's song the- is about California. Yeah. California, no doubt about it. Sure. California. Yep, the OC. California. <laughs> I just wanted to go to school in the OC. Come on. California love. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. So, I mean- you know, living here has been a probably, you know, in the back of my mind since I was five years old, you know, so I'm just happy to be here again, happy to move on from my experiences, learn from them, obviously, um, and just continue to try and, you know, create my own path and write my own legacy and all that, leave my own legacy and, and all that jazz. <laughs> yeah. If someone's watching this for the first time and seeing you and haven't mm-hmm. seen one of your best matches, mm-hmm. what match do they need to go look up right now? Um, I would recommend going to see me versus Ayako Hamada in Tijuana in the Tijuana street fight. I would look up any of my, uh, title defenses from impact wrestling. Some of them, uh, versus, all of them, all of them, all of them. <laughs> you were the champion forever. For, forever. I mean, if you, you're bored, you got a lot of things to watch. I actually, yeah, like there's just, I started rewatching some of my old stuff recently and I was like, Look at her. She doesn't even know what's coming. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's in all like all fairness. I was like, there's a lot of stuff I'm so proud of. Um, actually, just this past weekend, I was in Baltimore at, at a signing, and it was so cool to me how many people came up to me with lengthy stories about Lucha Underground, like mm, yeah, and asking so many questions. And it's it's just it's really cool to realize like that you leave these kind of like marks on people yeah. and positive uh, experiences with through a project like that. We talked a lot about Lucha Underground in our last conversation, mm-hmm. but it's the fact that they went out on top. Like yeah. Lucha Underground still had so much momentum and it was a lot of stuff, I think, behind the scenes with the network yeah. that caused it to not continue. Yeah, we didn't get that the, the last season. Um, but I mean, think about everybody that was involved in that show and how all of us have oh, taken that opportunity and flourished and hopefully made all the believers proud, you know? Uh, so yeah, it's, it was a definitely one of the f- most fun I've had doing something. And I mean, you know, it's also where I met John. So all magical things happen in the yeah. temple. <laughs> <laughs> I end every conversation with the same question. Cause I love gratitude. Yeah. I start and end every day saying out loud three things that I'm grateful for. So I end every interview the same way. What are three things in your life? That you're grateful for as we sit here right now? My health, my family, and John. Love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Sorry, I was like, you know, don't apologize. Kim Kardashian ugly crying for that was not an ugly cry. (laughs) Please. Please don't make any gifts of me. Please don't come for me on Twitter. Please, please stop all that. It's just too much. It's too much. Nothing but love. Yeah, nothing but love. I've got nothing but love for everybody. You don't have to agree with me. I don't have to agree with you, but you don't have to be, you know, negative Nancy POS. Yeah. Treat everybody like you'd want to be treated. I think that's something that we learn in kindergarten. So there you go, guys. (laughs) Words of advice from La Guadalupe. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you coming here. Huge thank you to Ty and John for inviting me into their home for this interview. And a big thank you to you, of course, for always being in there with us. 
And I just love how open and honest she was. And I can't wait to see what's next for Taya. Take a screenshot. Let us know what stood out for you the most from this conversation. Tag us on social media. Taya is at the Taya Valkyrie. I'm at Chris Van Vliet. And I posted this on Twitter last week and got a ton of great responses from you. So I'll leave it here as well. That move that you're scared to make might just be the one that changes everything. Be great. Be grateful. We'll see you on the next one with Tony Chimmel, by the way, for some more insight. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.